Vossie here. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can catch Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy live 6am to 9am weekdays. Just tune your radio to 1170am in Sydney. And now on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, the back page with David Riccio. Morning, Dave. It's uh, it's all been positive. The games lived up to what we hoped. The build-up was fantastic. It was uh, it, it's a it's a massive win for the NRL. Yeah, good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Bossy. Happy birthday to you, Brandy. You're spot on. I mean, no one in their wildest dreams could have predicted what unfolded not only last night but the week, the week long build up. It was just a an incredible, just honestly incredible to be here in Las Vegas and to watch it unfold. And there were times, and I'm sure Vossi would agree, there were times where you were pinching yourself, reminding yourself that you were here for our little old little rugby league game that has suddenly grown up overnight. That's 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 the way it felt. It was almost like, is this happening? And then, and and within the space of 24 hours. Um, the game has grown up and it's put itself on the map. It, it was just extraordinary to watch it all unfold this week and certainly last night. No question of that. Now, can we just get... Uh, we need to deal with the Ezra Mam spencer Lenu story straight away. David, For that, there would be people that perhaps didn't stick around for the second game, won't be aware of the circumstances. So take us through what has happened, what's alleged to have happened... And, and where we're at now, and when will it be dealt with? Yeah, Bossy, look, if I'm Andrew Rabdo and or Peter Valandis, I'm absolutely filthy um, with this allegation that it has somewhat mired what should be an absolute celebration for the game. But here we have probably one of the the lowest forms of uh, ill-discipline on the on the football field and an allegation that the game can't stand for. What, what will happen, it will be a case of the, the match report being uh, the match review committee, sorry, the match review committee going over the, the facts of the matter and determining whether Spencer Lenu, who is, it is alleged to have made a racial slur against Broncos half Ezra Mam, the match review committee will determine whether he is sent immediately to the judiciary um, to, to basically to, to defend himself on this case. It's, as I said, I just find it like, just so disappointing mm-hmm. because... Uh, every player, all I've seen uh, this past week is every player show a responsibility to promote the game in the greatest light. And in one moment, um, we're now talking about uh, an act that nobody can stand for and the game shouldn't stand for. And Peter Volandis has already gone on the record this morning. The story's currently up and running on the Telegraph website and has declared that they, the game won't stand for it. Mm. Uh, this is a good text, uh, David and, and Andrew. Paulie from West Walls, and he says, uh, this is the first time that uh, the NRL will have more than New South Wales, Queensland, New Zealand eyes on it. There will be a lot of American media ready to pounce on the racial slur. They're very sensitive about racism. We can't expect to not get blowback from sports bodies in the US. They won't be as happy about NRL in the States as we are. This really is a test case that the NRL must send an international message with. Uh, that's a good text message from Pauling. I'll say Absolutely. this too, that's in addition to it. That's if, fantastic text message. 
David, if Spencer was to be found guilty of this, and it can only be on-field audio, otherwise it's, a, a, you know, just just taking the evidence of the players, those around, I suppose. Um, but in a radio interview on-field, Spencer said straight after the game, it's just all fun and games out on the field when he was asked about the incident. No, I'm, I'm innocent, yeah. or I didn't say that. It's a ridiculous response. I mean, it's just all fun and games on the field. Wow, that's not going to help his case if they come up with audio evidence. No, it was a really poor take, wasn't it, from Spencer, uh, attempting to explain the situation away. And we know a lot of players have said that in the past, that what happens on the field stays on the field. But certainly the game, as I've said, it, it goes far beyond that. Racial vilification is something, and to the text message that just came through, absolutely spot on. Mm. And that's what I was referring to earlier. The game has, has had to grow up overnight. If you want to take it to the international stage, well, you've now got more eyes than ever watching every move you make. And, and this, is, this is absolutely a huge, huge moment for the game to, to show that they won't, they won't stand um, and, 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 and allow such behaviour uh, to be, to be let, let, let go softly. Like it's, it's, they've got an opportunity to hear the NRL. I'm going to watch it closely. Mm. Uh, now, you were with South all week in the build-up, David. Uh, they won't be happy about that. Mm. Uh, a lot of points. And, look, it made for a fantastic game to watch. And it was a great spectacle for, for any of those that had not seen rugby league and were getting their first look at it. Because it had just about everything. But uh, South won't be happy with, uh, you know, giving up 36 points. No, spot on, Brandy. I think that's the biggest factor of all, leaking 36 points in the first round of the season is not, not what you're looking for. I must say that in the entire preparation of South Sydney was, was fantastic. Um, you know, certainly Cody Walker uh, was A-OK to play. Uh, but they just, they had every opportunity to win that game. I think they led 20 points to 12 in the, yep. you know, just uh, probably 10 minutes into the second half. And, 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 and I must say, I must say, I was, I was standing and applauding South Sydney's try-saving defence. They they came up with some massive last-ditch plays in the first half mm. to keep Manly from, um, from from scoring. And and I thought this is a side that's high on attitude and high on effort. I couldn't believe it was the same team that walked off the pitch having leaked 36 points. And um, look, uh, Jason Demetrio, post-match press conference, Brandy Bossy, he spoke about the 15-minute window. That's he was lamenting that the 15-minute period of which the, the Bunnings just let the game slip and Manly ran away with it. I've got to give Manly credit. I, I didn't expect that top performance. I thought it would take a little bit more time uh, on the on the basis of a, a brand-new spine, the arrival of Luke Brooks. Tom Trebojevic was fantastic. In fact, the all Trebojevic brothers, uh, Ben and Jake, were also outstanding. Um, it was a terrific win by Manly, really strong. Now, Brandy, I'll bring you in because I, I didn't get a chance to ask you about Broncos and Roosters. Let's start with the beaten grand finalists, Brandy, and get your opinion in a moment, David. Quick summation of Brisbane. It is round one. Do you have reason to be concerned on what you saw? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I, I don't think the Broncos, you know, they, they weren't great. They weren't fantastic. Uh, Pierre Cora injury sort of, you know, meant that they had to play Carrigan on an edge and bring Hetherington into the middle. Reese Walsh looked dangerous. Like, that was a, that was a great... Uh, piece of play that Walsh left uh, left uh, Swali'i just stranded, just just beat him with speed and footwork to set up a try for Dean Mariner. I I, I wouldn't be that concerned if I was the Broncos. Uh, looked a little bit 
clunky in attack, um, but uh, I, I think they'll turn it around pretty quickly. They've got the players too. David, what's the fallout from the Broncos yeah. side of things? Yeah, Bossy, I'm, I'm with Brandy. There's no way in the world you would you would start to put a line through the Broncos off one one performance. But they, but they, it does, they didn't do they didn't do a good enough job uh, for me to say that they're going to be okay with the departure of Herbie Farmworth, Kirk Capel, and Thomas Flegler. And that's the concern for me. If how do they respond losing such three quality players, uh, as I said, and, and I just felt as though that it might take a little bit longer. Uh, Brendan Piakura is a is a Brandy's right. Like it was an ill-timed um, departure from the field, mm. but at the same time, they don't have a, a mass amount of depth now uh, in that back row position. Brendan Perkuru has only played, you know, close to twenty first grade games. So, you know, that's a long way from Kirk Capel, who's played in grand finals and premierships, and so that's just that little bit of concern for me. No way in the world will I write them off. They've got too many good players, but it was. It, I just wanted to see a little bit more. David, let me ask you one last thing. Now, I, this is probably a question a lot of people want to hear the answer to. And whether we get absolute transparency, is it vital? Maybe not. What has it all cost? Um, my information is could the NRL could be $2 million out of pocket at the end of this. I'm saying that's a worthwhile investment. And we're in a gambling city of Vegas. That's a $2 million investment for a payday that maybe 10 years down the track we're talking in the hundreds of million dollars. Is that what you're hearing, what the, what the, what the ledger will stay and what this has all cost? Yeah, Bossy, that's the ballpark figure that's been bandied around. There's certainly no definitive figure that the NRL are willing to declare on how much it costs, but certainly that $2 million figure is being bandied around. I'm with you. Like, I don't think we'll see the ultimate rewards until the, you know, the end of this five-year term. I, 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 I just can't see how it's not going to be a success based on what we saw last night and throughout this week. What was, what was so important with the relationships that were built this week in Las Vegas? With I'll give you a quick example. The, uh, all club CEOs throughout the NRL were here in Las Vegas. They had a meeting with the San Francisco 49ers um, executive team uh, while they were here. Now, the San Francisco 49ers um, have offered their services, have offered their help to, to help promote rugby league and the next instalment of the Las Vegas kickoff. They've offered to use their contacts, their relationships, and that just can't be formed sitting back at home in Sydney, Brisbane, or Melbourne. Like it, it was just so important to be on the ground here and the relationships that have been formed are going to help the NRL year on year. A uh, couple of quick ones, David. TV ratings, when will they come out from the States? And also, when do the teams for next year get announced? Or do we have to wait until you know, the draws close to being done next at the end of the year? Well, I think the TV ratings will be um, available today. We should get uh, word of that today. Second question, the NRL are absolutely focused on announcing the next four teams as soon as possible. And that will be a base uh, case of getting back uh, to Australia, uh, drawing on all the feedback, looking at all the numbers and working out what worked and what didn't and then putting it to all the clubs 
to determine if they want to be part of it next year. But ultimately, the NRL want to make a call ASAP mm-hmm. uh, on, on the basis of giving fans, sponsors and corporates as much leading time, as much notice uh, to book their flights to get over here next year. Uh, yeah, what are we? It's, it's March. I would think we'll know by May, June. Dave, the, the coverage has been great. Uh, it's been fantastic. Uh, the access you've given us, uh, you've been with South Sydney in the build-up in San Diego. Uh, safe trip home, mate. Um, all the best, and, and thanks for, for all the time you've spent on the phone with us over the last 10 days. Absolute pleasure, boys. Thank you. Go well. Brandy here. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can catch Breakfast with Fossey and Brandy live 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. weekdays. Just tune your radio into 1170 a.m. in Sydney.